are listening to the podcast of the White Church at the Elk River YMCA in Minnesota. Our mission is to seek Jesus, connect together, and share His love. Here's Judy. She's going to lead us into the Word as we hear this reading from Romans 12. Romans 12, 3-13. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment, in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each one of us has one body with many members, these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts, according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. And if it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in seal, but keep your spiritual fervor, serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Thank you, Judy. Well, as I shared a few weeks ago as we started this series, I felt, especially studying spiritual gifts, this would be an important time to also hear from who's been a good friend of mine these past years since coming to Elk River, and that is Pastor Bob Puller. And some of you may know Bob, some of you are meeting him for the first time, but we have the honor of being with Bob and Colleen Puller this morning. And Bob was one who walked this ground in preparation of the YMCA being built. In fact, they let him in the building early, and he and others prayer walked these spaces before the YMCA's grand opening. And so in many ways, we stand on ground that was laid by those who came before us. Bob, we welcome you this morning. Bob also comes from a different wing of the Christian family. And I also thought that was very important around spiritual gifts. Sometimes you get stuck with me, and I am a little bit more of a stoic Norwegian, Minnesotan. Bob comes from our charismatic brothers and sisters at Living Waters, and it is just a delight to have him open the word with us this morning, and I know that you'll be richly blessed by it. So let's give a wide church welcome to Bob Puller. It is a privilege to be with you this morning. I am amazed. I used to work out here when we lived in Elk River, and I walked this gym because it was warmer than walking outside, and so it's good to be here. I have much respect for Bjorn. I don't know how many of you know it, but he is the chairman of our Elk River Ministerial Association and is doing an amazing job. I have respect for his mom, Sonia, who I worked with on a couple of committees serving the community in various ways. So it is so good to be here. I have a great respect for any church that does set up and take down. 
We did it for nine years in the Vandenberg School. We planted Living Waters Church in 1991 and didn't build a building till 2000. And for nine years plus, we did set up and take down. So I commend you. It is amazing. I know this, and I sense it in the room. It creates a sense of family and togetherness. Just that extra effort that you go through before anybody gets here to make this a place that we can meet. So thank you for all of those of you who serve in that way. I want to acknowledge those who are watching online. And we're going to have fun together. I grew up seeing the spiritual gifts at work. Until I was the age 13, my father was an alcoholic, a very serious alcoholic. And at age 13, I watched the power of God work at his life, and he quit drinking and smoking cold turkey when he gave his life to Jesus Christ. And my dad and mom would host a home meeting where some friends would come who were charismatic in nature and carried gifts of the Spirit. And i got to be honest, as a kid, it was like, you got to be kidding me. This is nuts. This is wacky. But the problem was, I saw it change my dad right before my eyes. And so I've been around this flow of the Spirit and understanding that we are spiritual and we first and foremost need to be ministered to spiritually and then change from the inside out. And that's what I saw. Our text this morning, I like the umbrella, first of all, that we're functioning under, serving the common good for the glory of God. When it comes to talking about the gifts of the Spirit, they are always for the glory of God. You remember in John chapter 16 when Jesus is preparing his team that he's going to be leaving and he tells them that it was necessary that he go so that the Spirit could come and that the Spirit would glorify Christ. The whole purpose of the gifts of the Spirit is not to glorify Holy Spirit. It's to glorify Christ and to help people to see him more clearly. Our scripture starts out this morning, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to think. And then it talks about a measure of faith. And I want to suggest that when it comes to the gifts of the Spirit, there's something very important that we must recognize. He goes on to talk about, you know, we as a body. And I see such a body here this morning. I see it in the way you honor the kids, in the way you honor new members. There's such a body life here, and I want to commend you for that. I have a favorite quote from a very famous doctor, Dr. Seuss, who says, you are you, that's truer than true, there's no one alive that's youer than you. And when it comes to spiritual gifts, that really is true. And the Apostle Paul in this writing reminds people that they have a uniqueness to add to the body that they're a part of. And I want to encourage you in your uniqueness. You are you. And there's no one youer than you. And sometimes we can feel like, you know, it says, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to. Sometimes you can feel in our spiritual gifts like, I wish just everyone was like me. Can I just say to you, one of you is enough? (laughs) 
One of me is enough, but we need each individual member to be the each individual member that they are in the way in which they are. You may remember reading in your reading of the Gospel of John in chapter 7, Jesus is at the great feast and he stands up and he shouts out and he said, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. And he who believes in me out of his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. And really, that's what the operation of the gifts of the Spirit is. It is letting Jesus out. You know, Jesus said to his guys in preparation for leaving, My Father and I won't leave you orphans. We'll come and make our home in you. And he does that by the indwelling and the presence of the Holy Spirit as we become believers in Jesus Christ. So here's the bottom line. Jesus Christ lives in you and he wants out. He wants out and he is manifest primarily through two ways. The gifts of the Holy Spirit and the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Both are which with capital S. It's him. And it's good for us to recognize the flow of the Spirit of God that emanates through us. I want to show you why sometimes we do not recognize it. Let's read verse 6. For we have different gifts according to the grace given us. I have noticed in Scripture every time that it talks about gifts of the Holy Spirit, there is an accompanying thought or theme, and that is this, that it is by the grace of God. And there is a grace. So grace doesn't just bring us the forgiveness of God. The grace of God is an empowering then to walk out this Christian faith. You are a unique individual and you have a unique grace on your life. And some of you, I believe this, you flow in the Holy Spirit and you don't even know it because it is so supernaturally natural that you think it's got to be harder than this. It's got to be more complicated than this. I want to encourage you to recognize, even through this gifts inventory and all of that, recognize the grace that is on your life to be you, with Jesus living inside of you and leaking out. I was teaching at an Alpha class on their Holy Spirit weekend, and someone raised their hand and asked a very valid question. Why do we need to be filled with the Spirit? And by that they meant over and over again. And my answer was very simple, because we leak. And we should. We should go about letting the essence of the person of Jesus Christ ooze out through us, through the gifts of the Holy Spirit and through the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, just oozing out of us. That's that river of living water that Jesus said would come out of us. John writes when Jesus said that at the feast, John writes and he says Jesus was speaking of the Holy Spirit who had not been yet outpoured because Jesus had not yet been glorified. But guess what? 
Jesus has been glorified. And you and I have the indwelling presence of Jesus on the inside of us. And so there is this river that flows out through us. And it's not us, but we are the source. We are the conduit for it. That is the flow of the gifts of the Spirit. I believe that many of you were moved in the revelatory gifts more than you realize. And when I say revelatory gifts, I mean the gift of prophecy, word of wisdom, and word of knowledge. I know that in a room this size of believers, there are a number of you men and women that are prayer warriors, your intercessors. And I want to suggest to you there are times when you get a download from heaven on how you ought to pray. And you call the thing that be not as though it were because you know it's going to be. And there's a feistiness that rises up in you. And it's not you. It's the one who dwells within you. Or there's a joy that wells up within you. Or there's tears that well up in you and you know they're not yours. They come from the indwelling presence of the person of Jesus Christ. And you are just letting the gift flow. And that river of living water is flowing out of you in prayer. Others of you have sat with people and you've counseled them and all of a sudden you just start espousing information and understanding and maybe either counsel or perspective and it's have you ever had that feeling like whoa where did that come from can I suggest to you if you have ever had a thought that's smarter than you it was probably God (laughs) if you have ever said something that's wiser than you you just need to own it you just moved in the word of wisdom and it was the spirit of God that spoke through you. Paul writes in Corinthians chapter 14 and he says, desire spiritual gifts and especially that you would prophesy. I believe many of you have prophesied and you don't even know it. We have a tendency to make it so and the music plays. All of a sudden we switch to King James English. Thou, the Lord, would say us to you. No, come on. We're just people that are just carrying the life of God on the inside of us. And we need to recognize. Now, that doesn't mean we don't grow in the gift. And that doesn't even mean that the grace that's on our life doesn't shift as we grow. What does the scripture say? We go from grace to grace, from faith to faith. There are some of you in this room who have the tremendous grace on your life that empowers you with what it's called in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the gift of helps. Just the gift of helps. And that's just what we can feel like, well, that's nothing. No, that is something. Because there's a grace on your life and and that's all you want to do. And sometimes we have a tendency to diminish that. I want to commend those of you who are on the setup crew. That takes a grace. I want to commend those who are working the soundboard back there right now and the video. That takes a grace. And it's good for us to understand the graces that are on our life and to cooperate with them. Here's what we have a tendency to do sometimes, is we have a tendency to say, well, I want to be a well-rounded individual, so I want to dabble in this, and I want to dabble in that, and 
it's okay to do that for a bit, but we must be careful that we don't neglect the grace that's on our life to do what God has called us to do. And not to diminish or make small that gift we have. Because it is so supernaturally natural to us, we sometimes don't recognize how significant it is to those around us. We do serve for the common good. One of the gifts that I have the pleasure of having, at least in a degree, is the gift of prophecy. And sometimes we can feel like we don't get it. We don't understand. There is a place in Scripture that tells us, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, tells us that prophecy is primarily for encouraging, for exhorting, and for comforting. That is to build up, to stir up, and to cheer up. And many of you have flowed in that in various ways. And here's the tendency. We can say, well, a lot of people comfort others. A lot of people cheer up. A lot of people build up. But I tell you this. There's a difference between a stirring up that comes and connects spirit to spirit rather than just head to head. The gifts of the Spirit carry with them, capital S, the gifts of the Spirit carry with them the oomph and the wind of the Spirit of God. It's good for us to recognize that and to know that. Our text this morning mentions prophecy, serving, teaching, encouraging, generosity, leadership, mercy. Have you ever been around someone who has the actual grace and gift of mercy? And it's like, oh my goodness, could that person be any sweeter? It's like, oh. Have you ever been around someone who just, they just have the gift of hospitality and it's like it just oozes out of them and it's like, how do they do that? Or the gift of leadership. And all of these gifts carry a grace. I learned this a long time ago. The gifts of the Spirit must always carry with them the fruit of the Spirit. I want to give you a personal testimony of an encounter I had with the Holy Spirit that changed me forever. We had a Unity City meeting here in Elk River, and it was at Central Lutheran Church. Pastor Cedric was leading there, a man who, even though I don't agree with everything with him, I have great respect for. He was leading the meeting along with others, and there was a guest speaker in town, and there were a number of churches represented, and we were celebrating the unity in the city. And we were about to have communion together as the church of the city, as believers I'm not sure. I think Cedric was leading that portion of the service. But as we got closer to it, a heaviness began to settle on me, and I began to weep. And it's like it wasn't my tears. It was the Holy Spirit's tears. And I couldn't shake it. And I was made aware of something. One of the roles of the Holy Spirit is to bring conviction and I was being convicted that my stream of the church in the city, 
in past years, and, and it had been even something that perhaps I trust by the grace of God was changing. But my stream of the church in the city had been very critical of many of the other streams in the room. Because, after all, we had the gifts of the Spirit. And the Lord showed me so clearly. He challenged me. How many of you know when the Holy Spirit brings conviction, it's not condemnation? I wasn't crying because I felt bad. Well, I did, but it, it wasn't my pain. It was God's. When the Holy Spirit brings conviction, it's way different than condemnation that comes from man or the devil because the conviction always has the answer. And I realized it isn't that I needed to, I wanted to ask my brothers and sisters for forgiveness as a representative of the stream of churches that I represented in that gathering. And so I, I did, I just, I, whoever was leading the meeting, I think it was Cedric, I said, I'm sorry, but before I can have communion with you all, I have to share something. And I did, I just asked for, for forgiveness, for spiritual pride, for thinking of ourselves more highly than we ought to think. And not putting into practice what the last part of our text covers. Verse 9, love must be sincere. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourself. I want to encourage you as you grow in your spiritual gifts, cultivate here at the Y Church a culture of honor. Honor someone who's way different than you. And thank God you're not like them. I'm serious. Thank God that you don't have to be like some of us. But they're probably thanking God they're not like you. Why? Because we are all unique and we all have our unique grace. But we honor one another. So in that setting, I did. I just asked the assembly there of pastors and people that were there for forgiveness. If you're here this morning, whether in person or watching online, I just want to stand in proxy If you have ever been hurt by people who have misused the gifts, who have misused prophecy, who have misused any of the spiritual liberties that we have, I want to ask for your forgiveness in proxy. Don't let it hinder you in your walk. Don't let it hinder you from pursuing all that God has for you. You and I are spirit, soul, and body. And one of the reasons that we sometimes are so deeply hurt in the body of Christ is because we are first and foremost connected spiritually. You notice our text this morning uses the phrase more than once, one another. If you've been wounded, if you've been hurt by any brothers and sisters, for any reason, look, I encourage you, let go. So that the flow of that river of water, living water, might flow from your innermost being, whether in word or in deed, whether in the gifts of the Holy Spirit or the fruit of the Holy Spirit.
It's a privilege to be with you this morning. It's a privilege to be able to see what God's been doing here at the Y Church. I'm just going to turn it back over to Bjorn. Bless you. You are welcome. Thank you, Bob. I trust you sense why we needed Bob's voice here this morning. We honor you, Bob. Let's bow our heads and pray together. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this Sunday morning, the equipping of the body, the encouragement of many in the spirit. We thank you, Lord, for how your word instructs us. We thank you that the Holy Spirit is our teacher, our guide, our counselor, our comforter, our advocate. We pray, Lord, that you would be about a great work in a whole new season of the life of this congregation. Lord, as we step into the rest of this Sunday and prepare for a new week ahead, many closing out a school year, many on athletic fields playing for your honor, I pray, Lord, that you'd go before each one. May we be instruments of your peace. May we be proclaimers of the gospel. And now we join our voices with the global church and we pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Y Church Podcast. For more information about the Y Church, check us out online at thewychurch.org.